everyone and hello everybody. Welcome once again to the Thinking Drinkers podcast where we choose two delicious drinks for you to enjoy and give you a damn good reason to do so. I am as ever joined by my friend, my colleague, my lover sometimes, Thomas Sandham, who's living in his mum's house <laughs> and he's looking more miserable than he did last week, which I thought was impossible. How are you, mate? I'm all right. If there are any YouTubers, anyone watching on YouTube, that's what we call you, YouTubers, yeah. um, I'll have a squint today because I've got one contact lens in and the other one's fallen out. Um, oh. So that's adding to my general <laughs> misery. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, um, I'm not your friend or your lover. I can do better and we're work colleagues. Just, oh, okay. just to put the pot... Oddsters. I meant nothing. Straight on that. Um, but no, otherwise, all right. The house uh, uh, that, that they've knocked down that I used to live in is being rebuilt slowly. So that's happening. And um, I'm getting used to life with a car. You need a car when you live out in the middle of nowhere, don't you, Ben? Mm. Um, so I'm driving everywhere using two different train lines at the moment sometimes, sometimes on the same day, just to get into London town. And uh, yeah, and and that that's happening. That's just life. Uh, I can't complain. We can. I just did. did. <laughs> I love complaining. You have been. I can tell everyone. You've been moaning like an idiot. Oh Christ! <laughs> I you moved into like Alcatraz. It's not that bad. But no, it's a lovely house. It's a nice uh, house, and your parents, Mister and Missus Sandham, uh, William Martina, lovely people. I don't know what people. you're moaning about. No, um, it's just. just but it's kind of. I mean, we are going to be talking about Valentine's this pod. Um, What's the chances of you and the uh, good lady wife uh, enjoying Valentine's in a traditional manner under the <laughs> roof of your parents? Well, going out for a pizza express. Going <laughs> for a, <laughs> and a, a cheap one of white. No, we can still do that. In fact, I can walk to one from here. So, you know, that's one silver lining for sure. Now, uh, we've, no, we've not really celebrated Valentine's for, for a long no. time. I don't think... I think when you get to a certain age, it goes beyond the excuse. Obviously, I'll buy her a card and some flowers, as yeah. I'm sure you will. But uh, do you plan to go out? I mean, it's pretty grim out there if, if you go for dinner on Valentine's. Well, night, you know, it? guys, I just think Valentine's is just something that's driven up by the marketing people. <laughs> um, uh, so my wife and I will not be doing any lovemaking uh, <laughs> right, on the okay. 14th because uh, we want to stick it to the man. Yeah. Um that's what she's No, I don't think I don't think she's sticking it she's sticking it to a man. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) She's enjoying Valentine's. It's not Uh, no again. No, I think I think you I mean it'd be mad not to do something like a card or a you know something. Yeah. But um but would also at the same time be doing nothing. Okay, okay. Something or nothing really. Which is thumbs up, thumbs up married life. I think perfectly. <laughs> yeah, and what else has been going on this week? Well, Nottingham. We've been in Nottingham with the show, yeah, so we'll good. get we'll go on to that because um, my my reason to drink this week is sort of related Nottingham. Um, um, but we went to a very nice pub there, enjoyed some ailage. Uh, it was the Castle Rock Brewery pub. It's called the Fox and Grapes. Very mm, nice. It was a really nice pub, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, the beers we had in there. Uh, exceptionally well kept. They were very really well kept, and I think I they were know. not using a sparkler either. Mm-hmm. Very traditional. They had a good, and whilst their keg collection was ample, it didn't cannibalise the Carl Scale selection. <laughs> yeah, I mean that dripped right off your tongue a bit too naturally for my liking. <laughs> I thought you were into sort of 
dagger over that impression oh, but no I'm you nailed it his. <laughs> you know your shit uh yeah it was it was nice i don't i, what, I can't remember what it was. i think it was a guinness 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 yeah craft irish pine oh no i've got that i got into trouble last time for you did, my lazy did. irish stereotyping sorry update on that by the way yeah. uh, my okay. dad i was talking to him about that um story about a horse in the kitchen uh, oh, when yeah. we went on holiday to Ireland, when I berated you for saying such an ignorant thing, and he pointed yeah. out that actually happened when yeah, we went no, on I'd, holiday, I'd be but it wasn't. It wasn't a horse. He I said, "No, it. you got it wrong. It was a cow. It was a cow." <laughs> that was in the oh, right. so, oh, quite a bit. I, mean, I was young. I might have still been like, "Oh, is it cow, Daddy, or horse?" <laughs> but either way, that animal was in the kitchen, um, and and he was offered okay. a big glass of whiskey before he drove away. No, it's all right. I'm driving. I won't be drinking. I'm seeing enough strange shit without a glass of Irish whiskey. Okay. So it was merely the animal that I got wrong rather than the generalisation. Good, good. Um, what else? We, um, we're we playing Leicester Square Theatre tomorrow, so we've loaded up all our stuff at the theatre today. And when we were going in there, they were rehearsing Shipface Shakespeare. Mm. Aren't they? Yeah, which sounded quite good. Yeah, we know those guys. We, yeah. We've shared it. Dressing room. Just in case you don't know these guys, um, uh, actually, I'll come back to that. Actually, the sharing of the dressing room, but the um, ship-faced uh, Shakespeare, one actor every performance actually gets very, very drunk, mm. um, and that's there. And then hilarity in the shoes, and they do generally get very drunk. We 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 find it very dis. We frown upon it. Yeah, drink less, drink better. Ship-faced better. Shakespeare. But talking on, about um, people we share the dressing room with, we um, I. I had to answer a questionnaire for a comedy website who wanted to know a bit more about us. And one of the questions was, uh, have you ever encountered anyone you don't like on the circuit in the world mm. of comedy? Um, and I just came up with an amusing, vaguely amusing thing about Basil Brush saying he's a bell end, yeah, and he's not even a fox. And they put that out and they tagged in Basil, the real Basil Brush on social media. Now, what I've realised is there was a couple of guys in the show and one of the guys who has who control, you know, put his hands up, at the mm. bottom, and controlled him. And I just want to clarify: we don't think it's a bad I don't think he was really nice. No, was we did. They were lovely mm. guys. It was just Basil Brush, the character, who is who is a bellend. No, well, I don't even think that's true. Oh, right, come on, really? that's his whole act. He just shouts at people, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but rightly so. This country's in a shit state. He should be shouting at everyone. We should all be shouting at everyone. I think we should be more like Basil, frankly. Um, oh, maybe I'm getting wrong. No, I'm thinking Roland Rat. He's Okay, anyway, anyway, just want to make that clear. It wasn't Gordon the Gopher, but which no. is which is pertinent because we're going on uh, this morning, tomorrow Good morning, morning um, where we will be meeting the lovely Holly Willoughby and um, Philip Schofield, yeah. who were very nice last time we met them. So we'll yeah. be back on national television tomorrow. And in that, we'll be talking about Valentine's drinks, won't we, Ben? Which We will. You are going to talk about Valentine's, aren't you, Ben? Yes. And more pertinently, Tom, I'm going to talk about the kind of drinks that you can enjoy to celebrate Valentine's and to get going, all right? Mm. And I'm, I'm going to put – we've got a little bed – and after we recorded, we're going to put a little bed of romantic music. Will it be some underneath. Barry? No, put... it's not Barry, no, because um, uh, writes. Uh, no, it's going to be something I've got. It's royalty-free music. Okay. I Googled, <laughs> I Googled sexy music. Uh, and much, most of those I couldn't actually use because they were filth. 
but oh. I've, I've bookmarked them. I can't um, wait to hear it. You might say I'm moist with anticipation yes. to hear that soundtrack that you later edit over the top of this. Yes, exactly. But so, look, you're, what are you going to do? Are you going to you're going to provide us with a an eclectic mix to enjoy over the course of an evening? Are you? Going yes, to do... I am. Tom. Oh, well okay, done, thank nice. You. Okay. So, what I'm thinking is that you've got to start. There's lots of different ways of getting your um, your love juices flowing, <laughs> and to make yourself look uh, more attractive to your valentine partner to your valentine mm. now um alcohol really does help um looked it into this and some uh, white-coated boffins from the esteemed seat of learning that is university of roehampton they in 2012 they got 101 students some of them were sober and some of them were hammered and they showed these students 20 pairs of faces on, on, on a computer one was asymmetrical and the other symmetrical. Now, um, the drunken students couldn't distinguish between the, the, uh, the asymmetrical faces and the symmetrical faces, i.e. the pretty ones and, then, and, and, and the pretty wonky ones. Um, whereas the sober students, they could tell that, there were, that, that, that symmetry, the symmetry was easily spotted. Now, the human brain regards facial symmetry where both sides of the face mirror each other as synonymous with beauty oh. and when we seek a potential mate, mate we seek symmetry so the fact that you've got a gammy eye because your because mm. your lens has fallen out i wouldn't I, you you have no interest to me so <clears throat> uh but when we well, if i was to drink I'd, i wouldn't i probably wouldn't notice you've got a gammy eye and um you get it uh so go get it go get it um so yes okay so alcohol does help right obviously you don't want to drink too much in general but specifically on a night where there is an amorous opportunity um in in the near future because you won't be able to perform to your best right so with, with a fully um, agreeable human being, someone who's yes, definitely, definitely on board. Yes, um, definitely. Where preferably married to someone you're yes. married to. Well, just someone make it very clear the ground rules. Mm. Um, and so the the, the the guy who oversaw this study, Lewis Halsey, who's got the easiest job in the world, <laughs> <laughs> confirming what every fridge magnet and novelty T-shirt has been saying for ages. Is what we've shown is that people's ability to detect to detect symmetry is part of the explanation for the beer goggles effect. The consequence could be considerable. A lot of people say they met their partner when they were drunk, which is true. One in four people fell in love in the pub. That is a mm, fact. There you go. Yeah. Mm. So Lou, old Lou knows Lou. Yeah, I mean House. What's his name? Yeah, Lou House. Lewis Housey. Housey. Lou House. Yeah. Uh, he did, he did, he's sort of given us something then. I've just, I know it seems like quite frivolous research, but did he come up with the fact that you, the, the pub statistic? No, did, well, that is, uh, we've been saying okay. that for years, haven't we? I know, I wondered if that's, I, knew, I just couldn't remember the source if it was him, but it wasn't. No, him. no, I can't remember who told us, but we've said it so much now to it's so true. many people, Tom, that it it's can't, just it's, true. it's now, it's now true. 
like a, a lot of our facts, scientific yeah. particularly. <laughs> and indeed, history. We've made up some great history <laughs> with our show, haven't we, Ben? Um, well, that's that's interesting. I mean, I, right. I assume that we should be clear here. We're not saying it improves sexual uh, success. It no, 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 success. no, 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 no. If anything, uh, it, it, that will yeah, hamper the opposite, that, I yeah. imagine. Mm. Mm. Um, but it does make things look less wonky, i.e. Mm. faces. <laughs> My face. Your face. Um, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna kick off with some champagne. Champagne. Um, champagne. Actual champagne, champagne. Uh, is the classic choice to serve your Valentine. Obviously, um, if you think about the history of champagne, it's it's kind of connected to uh, some quite romantic. Uh, and rather sexual, um, they've got romantic sexual connotations. You've got like the Napoleon's horse riding hussars. What they used to do is unsheath their swords and slide them along the nape of the bottle and pop the cork. And the same way that kind of uh, victorious uh, Formula One drivers, they, yeah. they discharge all that sort of pent up tension on, on the winner's podium. And so that this it suggests that champagne is sexually charged. Mm. Um, and if you think about that, that podium action, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Mm. Just men spraying each other with foam, and especially the one who's won spraying the other two. I mean, it is it's disgusting when you really think about it. Mm. Um, but the bubbles over a hundred million uh, in a bottle, the bubbles in a in the champagne actually take the alcohol straight to their head they do thus disabling one's ugly detectors well so that's i mean that's one. actually a scientific test isn't it it was often people will often say to me as a drinks expert do you get drunk quicker with champagne and they have done psychometric testing on that scientists those guys in white coats and labs boffins. those boffins have actually done that haven't they and, and showed that um that it does it, the, the the people who drank the bubbly drink uh, had a slightly impaired motor neuron functions compared to the straight non. I just think bubbly. I think a lot of it is is, is circumstance as well because most of the time you drink champagne you are mm. celebrating and you are so your your endorphins are probably a bit higher anyway. Mm. So I mean, go to a wedding and weddings are notoriously. You know, there's a lot of hanky panky goes for weddings. You know, yeah, true, know. but they also found that blood alcohol levels were actually I know but higher, quicker. So I think I think it's actually a thing. I'm not just saying it. Well, one said, what, "Well, why is it? What about beer then?" I don't know. They didn't do it with beer. Maybe it's maybe it's true of beer because it's probably like eilage versus lager. Maybe. Well, maybe if you think about the people less... who drink lager, they're more fighty. Yeah. But more it, oh, hey, oh, you want it? You're going to wake up and get fucking crowd round you. And then that there are thing, people who got... like Ailage, who sit Hello? in the corner choir. And then I said, I said to Doreen, I said, that's a nice sofa. And she said, mm-hmm. it is a sofa. Yeah, it's nice. I got it from Aunt Mabel. That kind of thing is not the same. Mm. So okay. anyway, all right. That's champagne. Champagne. Any particular champagne that you would suggest? Well, we've got just the most expensive. The Belgian on a Waitrose and Morrison. So if you so made that it covers all the, all, all the half, all the, just all the, splash out. 
Um, uh, Morrison's and Waitrose, uh, which yeah. are covering uh, both ends of the demographic, there I think. Would you say? Well, I don't know. Morrison's quite. What's your Morris, Morrison's middle class. I'd go. Well, I don't know. I mean, I shop all these places, so yeah. I'll go to Aldi to get a decent bottle of wine. Um, well, they both they both reduced their um, Tatangere Brut uh-huh. Reserve um, from forty quid down to thirty one ninety nine. Okay. So that's quite good. I'd recommend yeah. that champagne, and you can have it. We also, if you want a cocktail, there's a we we've got Brockman's Gin on our show, which is lovely gear, and they do a nice champagne cocktail um, called the Properly Dangerous Liaison. <gasps> and it's Brockman's Gin, champagne, lemon juice, creme de cassis, and sugar syrup. All right. Well, easy to make. Build it in a champagne flute. Bosh. We'll, we'll put it on the thing, on the uh, trail. Yeah, you're so going to get it. What's um, next? What's next? Red wine. We're going to have for a Chilean red. Why? Lounge. As Fergal Sharkey will tell you and has told you many times, it's not easy finding a good heart these days. No. So when you do, look after it. And a mm. decent Chilean red will help. Um, because the grapes grown in this region, uh, it's the region is hot. Yeah, moist. Mm. Uh, yeah, in and these hot yet moist climates. Um, mm. Is uh, it Foy in Don Le, Le Nuit? It's chilly, Bella. It's beat Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mm. But yes, it's hot during the day and cold <laughs> during the night. And what would you have grapes, this with? The grapes. <laughs> let's, the grapes go through, let's go through. Let's go through all of the grapes grow on a slope, and the conditions are particularly hostile to the grape, which means it works harder. Makes its, its way. Sugars, fermentables, yeah, and, uh, wow. and they're it's lovely tannins. This one hasn't it? I bet it has. It's got, it's got tannins, quite robust though. It's a um, slight sort of ribenery, yeah. berry quality, and it goes, almost and like it grapes. Goes, <laughs> it's got grapes which are like berries, and it goes well with red meats and cheeses oh, wow. and stews <laughs> and crisps. So, right, so that's Good got words. the wine expert okay. bullshit out of the way. But these grapes, um, Chilean grapes, uh, are particularly rich in something called flavonoids, mm. which help reduce the um, the levels of cholesterol in your arteries. Mm. So, uh, well, so that the cholesterol make these gummy little sort of platelets in the arteries. Um, uh, they make so, it, and, and and by these flavonoids make them less sticky, so they kind of form them into a um, make them more like a sort of ball bearing, make them harder right. to pass through them more easily, and don't and then don't get trapped or form blood clots, blood clots, blood clots, blood clots, and then um, and because blood clots, as we all know, result in an actual broken heart. Mm. When I say broken, as in. Like not functioning, yeah, not, not forlorn. So we're going for uh, Erasuris Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon, twelve ninety nine Waitrose. Not bad. Um, It's very chunky, chunky ruby red Cabernet. Right from the Anconcagua Valley. Anconcagua. Right, and then we're on to beer. Now, beer, as we know. It's an unlikely aphrodisiac, but it's a very powerful one. You've got the hop, uh, which stimulates sexual thought in men. It's an aphrodisiac for women. So, uh, well, it's not an it, it relaxes women. 
Mm. Uh, and it was first written about by, uh, we've told you this already, pod, pod bods, a 12th century nun who uh, called Hildegard, Hildegard of Bingen, who also wrote the first written description of the female orgasm. The, the fictional female Whatever orgasm. the fuck that is. Fictional. It was a who novel. Knows? She wrote a piece of fiction there. Absolute nonsense. With a happy there ending. It had a happy ending, but it was all lies. Just <laughs> no such thing. Just deal with it, ladies. <clears throat> um, and also, beer's cheaper. Mm. So it won't melt, meet your... It uh, won't wilt one's wallet. Mm. Um, so what to, what to have it with? Well, we're going with um, some... I'm going for some aphrodisiacal... Can you say that? I can't, obviously. You just did. Aphrodisiacal. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Aphrodi- <laughs> I've got the emphasis on the wrong syllables. There. Mm. Okay. Anyway, you get you get the mini. Um, the the aphrodisiac containing the foods. Char-grilled asparagus. Mm. It's mm. firm yet flexible, Thomas. Oh, it's dripping in hot butter. You mm. ease it into your mouth. It makes your wee smell. It mm. makes your wee smell. <laughs> it's asparagus. It's, it's, oh, you only want one. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, it's culinary Viagra. Um, but we're pairing that with Westmarler Triple. Mm. Oh, Westmarler. Westmarler. Mm. It's not from Germany, it's from Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the it's... German accent sounds more innuendo later. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's. I've it's... been and I still did a German accent. <laughs> yes. That's... Well, at one point it was German. Me, it wasn't was for you. us. Still would be. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's brewed by monks. It's a Trappist beer. And like, oh, I love those lovely caramelized that butter on asparagus goes really well with that. It generally works. Drink it, <laughs> eat it, it's nice. Okay. Oysters, right? What you can have with oysters. Do you know why oysters are seen um, as, uh, why they, where they got their reputation as an aphrodisiac? Oh. Yeah, but, You're supposed yeah. to say no, Ben. No, Ben, sorry, I don't know. Casanova, right? Uh, he ate 50 oysters a day. And he mm. got loads of action, so that's the first, mm. first reason. Uh, but they're rich in zinc, mm. they boost testosterone, improve the potency of one's gentleman's relish, mm. and they raise male sexual desire. So they're all like, an aphrodisiac just for men, really. Just aren't for the they? men, exactly. Yeah. But this you know some... why um, they raise male sexual desire visually? Because apparently <laughs> they look like female genitalia. Well, I was going to say, if you if you're if you're gay, then this is great. If you you and your husband would like to have the oysters tonight, then that's great because you've got two men having an aphrodisiac. But I don't really see that. I'm not going to have them with my wife because then I'll be gagging for it, and she'll be there thinking, "What?" I mean, as opposed to what? The other well, way around. I mean, also, I think you're being very binary here. Because, because what about women? Because if That's what women I'm saying. Are into other it's women, not great no, but women. other women, they might like women. And then the no, female... No, but I'm, the point I'm making is oysters are not an aphrodisiac. Oysters are an aphrodisiac for men. And that is means, why are you putting them on a dinner table? You're just going to have... It's just a weapon of the patriarchy. Well, I'm starting to think that, Ben, and I'm fighting the good fight for all our female listeners. Well, luckily, I've got a very female-friendly accomplishment... <laughs> an imperial porter about nine percent 
all the chicks dig that shit. Don't be gender specific about yeah. your drinks. Have you got no, Bailey? no, have you but... got Baileys? <laughs> <laughs> Bubbles. Um, <laughs> no, there's no reason why a woman wouldn't enjoy this, hmm. um, but it's probably not not uh, not the first thing I'd go. What's uh, what's there are many men I know do? who'd enjoy this. No, to, to be, be fair, honest, it's, it's not. It's one. It's a proper Irish Well, no, I like a nice chilled porter of champagne flute. Uh, it's very nice, and it used to be drunk with oysters in pubs. It's a wonderful accompaniment historically. Uh, they were like old day uh, peanuts and mm. crisps. They were served up, and in, in fact, you can eat nowhere near as nice. Let's be nowhere, no. I would have said no, but this was before they got posh. Can I have some peanuts instead, please, mate? <laughs> You've got I anything. don't want these stinking fishy things <laughs> because actually, the only reason you have to swallow them whole because if you bite into them, they are grim salty seawater grimness um and um, also well uh, anyway well listen listen i'm going to tell you that um uh, the, the beer we're going for yeah is titanic plum water plums because <laughs> have you got because that's what i've got <laughs> titanic plums that's i mean this couldn't be a more male focused pairing could it yeah exactly. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever plum, had a plum porter and boner-inducing oysters. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Both parts, meat and veg, all looked after, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you haven't had any, if you haven't had a special cuddle for a while with your with your wife, um, then you are going to have Titanic plums, aren't you? Carrying them around on a wheelbarrow. So, there you go. That's, that's that one. Um, Good job. And then, well, I think that's it, really. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to have one drink and you have given them many lots and i think um i mean try that and at the very least some light spooning should occur and feedback the feedback, coolest, yeah. coolest if, doctor loves if anyone gets if, laid off the back of this advice then we'd like to know alcohol cannot improve your chances no. of sexual success no and no um, means no but if you were to drink all of those things, you might have a hangover bed. Yes. And that brings us <gasps> oh seamlessly God, seamless. on to my reason to celebrate someone through drink. <laughs> I think that's what we do here. <laughs> I don't even know what this is, really, this podcast. But Dr. Stuart Adams uh, is who I want to celebrate this week, who uh, died this week in 2019. And he did die in this <laughs> week. But he didn't die in the week ahead, which is what we're supposed to be recognising. Um, it's, well, it's a funny one, this one, Ben, because in our book, he definitely did die in this week. He died uh, on a date in our book that's erroneous. Um, was it your yeah, chapter? It's weird. It is my chapter, but it was our spreadsheet. Um, it was the 13th of February, apparently, Stuart Adams died, according to our uh, award-winning almanac book which is available in all and increasing some charity shops and it was uh it was we said but, that date, but, but, but he actually died on the 30th other sources including wikipedia suggest he died on january the 30th which i've only just discovered now so i don't know if maybe they've changed it all since we wrote the book that's what i'd like to say that's what i'd like to say yeah maybe uh, there was a post-mortem and they were like oh no he'd been there for two yeah, no 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 we saw it in this book and we're, we're pretty sure that's wrong um, he was born in 1923, and uh, we were in Nottingham this week, so that felt like a, another relevant uh, reason to bring him up because of Nottingham's fantastic um, Institute of Boots. I mean, Boots is uh, is is based in Nottingham, yeah. And Doctor Adams studied there. He actually went what, to in Boots. 
Yeah, he went to the University of um, Nottingham and then went oh, to work wow. for Boots in uh, in Nottingham. He was born in Northamptonshire and he actually left school at the age of 16 and started an apprenticeship in the retail pharmacy run by Boots um, and then went to university, which obviously worked out well for him. He did a PhD in Leeds University before going back into the research department at Boots Pure Drug Company Limited in 1952. And he stayed with Boots for the rest of his career, becoming the head of pharmaceutical sciences. What a clever what nerd. A nerd. What, what a nerd. What a nerd. But why are we talking about him? I don't well, know. Well, I'll tell you, because what we really remember him for is that he invented a drug millions of us use around the world. And if you were to be drinking excessively, which we wouldn't encourage you to do, but if you were having all of Ben's drinks, mm -hmm. you might wake up with a headache and you might take ibuprofen. Or as the Americans say, abuprofen. Yeah, abuprofen. Abuprofen. Yeah. Mm, aluminum. Um so he was actually brought in to look at um, painkillers to deal with rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis. At, the, uh, at that time, you could only take aspirin. And the side effects of excessive use of aspirin, I didn't know this, so I thought I'd have a quick look. Why was it such an important thing to, for him to try and find an alternative to? Well, these are, the, uh, these, are the, these are the side effects. Abdominal or stomach pain, cramping or burning, change in consciousness, chest pain or discomfort, decreased frequency or amount of urine, Black tarry stools, bloody or cloudy urine, what? convulsions severe or continuing. <laughs> Did you know that about aspirin? No. I didn't. I'd never read the small print. So it's quite, they, there were a lot of people taking it excessively and they were having all these side effects. So they put together a research team to try and find an alternative and Dr. Adams he did some science to find an alternative. Um, and this, this is where my sort of understanding of it gets a bit cloudy. But um, he was definitely in a radioactive lab and he was researching phenoxy acids or phenipropanoic acids. Yeah, um, that's the one. Shit that we don't really understand. No. But he also did some tests on guinea pigs with UV lights, which what, we do know about. They've got dandruff or dodgy <laughs> fibres. Well, it's funny you should say that. Because they were um, they were shaved guinea pigs, so they weren't they weren't hairy. They were shaved guinea pigs, so they shaved some guinea pigs and um, and then they shone some UV lights on them. I'm not sure why, um, but after that, he developed four substances that went to trial, none of which worked. Some apparently had amazing effects on albino guinea pigs. Albino guinea pigs. I mean, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I think they were happier uh, than the shaved ones, <laughs> which is a bit pissed off that someone had come along and shaved them. Um, uh, but then he found ibuprofen. That you know how he found out it worked? He didn't test it on shaved guinea pigs. He tested it on himself. Um, he took the plunge uh, after he went out for a night out and had to give an image the next day in front of all of his colleagues about his findings on ibuprofen. So to test that it worked, he went hard at it, woke up the next morning, popped an ibuprofen, had a clear head and delivered his speech without uh, without faltering. So what a, what a way that to is good. prove that his drug, um, his drug really worked. Um, and and crucially for us, I suppose, on this on this podcast, um, we can say that ibuprofen does help help improve the effects of a hangover if one of those effects is a headache. But you shouldn't drink too much. Um, we should drink less, but drink better. 
Um, and one of the most common questions, I think it's fair to say, Ben, that we have, um, mm. along with um, is, uh, where's my, how do you plead? Uh, where's my maintenance money? Where's <laughs> my maintenance money? Why? How do you plead? Is that really your child? Uh, <laughs> why, are you, why are you stood at the end of my bed? Why have you got a fake arm coming out of that Mac? <laughs> That's another similar question. One of the questions we often get asked is, what's the best cure for a hangover? Uh, and the reality is ibuprofen is a good cure for a hangover. The best cure for a hangover is not to drink excessively. Yeah. Um, there are lots of cures that sort of scientifically do work. Drinking lots of water is important because you're dehydrating your body with alcohol. So if you are intrigued to learn what we think works, then I find drinking lots of water, maybe a glass of water every other drink, or a lot of water before I go to bed. Um, ginger is a really good um, good cure for a lot of illnesses. It contains fructose, which can help your body uh, metabolize and burn off alcohol in the system. So ginger, I often go for a ginger ale um, with some salt and vinegar crisps um, because the vinegar is also quite useful in terms of trying to balance up your pH level, as is lemon. Oh because uh, pH levels change and become more acidic than normal when you're drinking a bit excessively. So alkaline will help balance up the body, which is why people also drink pickle juice, Ben. Um, pickle juice, right. vinegar, water, um, and a sort of sodium salt pick-me-up um, does combat the dehydration and it sort of boosts your energy. Um, and then there's the prairie oyster. Have you ever had a prairie oyster? No, yeah, well... This brings us back um, to, to oysters. No, I don't. It's, it's, it's one it of those... sounds disgusting. I mean, it's an egg yolk with Worcestershire yeah. sauce and salt and pepper. Um, but mm. it is full of amino acids and antioxidants. And it does actually, apparently, science suggested those antioxidants will help drive away the sort of nasty stuff. I think a lot of that is to do with it sort of gets the... Um, uh, adrenaline going because it's quite a daring mm. thing to drink and yeah it's something to focus on and it does have alcohol in it doesn't it uh no not necessarily you can no? have a sort of no a prairie oyster you can just do it with egg yolk worcester sauce and salt and i pepper. thought it was a company i thought it, mm, okay. you can stick a bit of vodka in there as well if you want but um no i don't you, you can you can have a virgin prairie oyster i mean don't know where we're going with that. Oh, let's let's, <laughs> let's, oh let's not go from your oh descriptions of I'll oysters to virgin prairie oysters. Um, there's milk thistle as well, but you have yeah. to probably be planning quite a bit ahead to have some milk thistle. Well, I think covered. I mean, I think as well that is that with a if it's a bad hangover, I think you've just got to take it on the chin. You've got to, this is this is your doing. You've got to take responsibility mm. for it. Don't try and get rid of it. You've caused this, and mm. it's, it's a thing to remember when you're going for that extra drink that you really don't need. No, there should no, be not... like a, 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 a brain muscle memory there going to remember how bad he felt. It does often take it's taking us nearly 50 years to work this out, but mm. a way up the fun versus pain mm. uh, ratio. Mm. And um, so I think you've got to go natural with a hangover, just take it. Mm. One of the things I think is is interesting about what we've been talking about in January with our sort of no and low stuff is that actually you can find alternatives. Um, and this brings me a bit onto the deal, discerning deals of the week for those people who stick around to the end of our podcast to hear what we think are the best deals of the week. But um, Aperol is on special at Morrison's this week. 
and it's reduced from 20 quid to 15.99 and an aperol spritz is very popular serve for a lot of people but they'll put it in with prosecco but if you put that drink just some aperol and some soda water um, instead of prosecco you still get a lot of the lovely flavors of a aperol you still get the ritual and the feeling of it but you get a lot less booze in it so it's about trying to find some of these yeah Things like vermouth, lengthening vermouths rather than having a Negroni um, or an Americano, or just just try and reduce the actual spirit in a in your in your sort of cocktails. That can help. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think if you just sort of change the way you drink, you can still enjoy it and then not have to deal with bad hangovers. And I've had some pretty bad hangovers at times, so I know what I'm talking about Ben as one or two. Yeah, of them. you get shaky um, leg, don't you? It starts going up and down. Yeah, but we should to cure it. I mean, if you really want to go, if you really want to punish yourself, sort of wear a hair shirt kind of thing with your hangover. Follow the advice of Pliny the Elder, the um, the Roman author and naturalist, uh, and he's been <laughs> mentalist as well. And he, he had he had some quite odd. Uh, we've talked about him in the previous part. You know, to treat incontinence, he says you should touch touch the tip of your genitals with um, with. The ash of a, oh. other, yeah, you, or urinate in your no to treat incontinence. You're supposed to urinate in your neighbor's dog's bed. Um, um, uh, but he said for if you've got a headache, you tie some fox genitals to your head. And as for hangovers, he prescribed raw owl's eggs or fried canary. Obviously, yeah, bit of fried canary. Love fried canary. Yeah, um, have a bit of that. Yeah, other discerning deals of the week. Uh, in Morrison's, they've got Corvossier VSOP down from thirty-seven quid to twenty-nine ninety-nine. That's a good. That's a good standard VSOP cognac to yeah. have in your drinks cabinet, especially again if you want to do like a cognac and soda highball. Um, that's a really easy drinking. As we get into the summer, then I find that. <laughs> it's not anywhere near summer. <laughs> the days are getting Oh, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it makes such a difference. Gin deal of the week was um, Sainsbury's are doing a, a litre of Tanqueray at the moment for um, around 20 quid. If you can find oh, that in there. That is uh, good. Really good. It's one of the great gins in our humble opinion. Yes. And um, and we we would suggest that you snap up a litre of it because, again, that's the sort of thing to have in the drinks cabinet just as a sort of pouring gin. Um, if you want to make a martini or a gin and tonic. Um, and Asda, beers of the week. You know, you talked about these last time. And I was looking at these again because I was in Asda the other day. And for a tenner, what, you can get some really quite... Well, you know, you can do that two packs for a tenner. Um, yeah. They've got a four-pack of Jaipur on there and a six-pack of Pilsner O'Kell. So you can get ten beers, really good quality beers. I mean, Pilsner O'Kell is still the original Pilsner... Really know what they're doing. Still mm. brewed in Czech Republic, unlike some other Czech beers that are out there. Mm. Not, not Budvar. Budvar's brewed in Czech Budvar's Republic. Budvar's another good one. Yeah, it begins with it begins with Star and adds with ends with a Brahman. Mm. Um, so I mean, it was you know decent enough lager, but if you want the real deal, Pilsner Krells, lovely, lovely stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the oh, that is. I want to get involved in some of and that. Jaipur as well, which is really Jaipur. Some beer to have with a Bakewell and some... Derbyshire makes some 
Indian oh, food. Very, I'm just looking now. Yeah, online. Honestly, how's this Ooh. pretty good? If you go in there and you Down can be, out, Yeah, tr- Trez Barjans to be had in there. It's um, it's uh, they got some magic rock in there. Mm. Wow, I'm gonna pat my bottom with some coins in because that is some deals. There's some Asda prices going on there for it sure. Has to be a good deal. Well done, Asda. Um, so that brings me to the end of my bit and All right. my deals of the week. And um, and I think that brings us to the end of our pod, short of us selling our own wares, uh, Ben, and um, talking to our faithful listeners about what we're doing next and where we're going to be and uh, what we've got to sell. Um, okay. Uh, where uh, are we going to be? <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're going to be in Leicester Square tomorrow, uh, mm. uh, which is today. Uh, when you listen to this, unless it's the day after, in which case it was yesterday or several days before. But Leicester Square on the 9th of February, and then we're in Harbigan on the 25th, and then we go on our northern our northern jaunt, um, and then we're Brighton, Bedford, loads of places. Check out the dates. It's all good. Yep. Just, just buy some of our shit, all right? Come yeah. on. Yeah. No, honestly... The subscription club is massive now. We had to Good. have two pages of people on it because it's grown so much. And Jake Burgle was brilliant. His Portobello gins are really good. So uh, on this this next month coming up, we've got World Whiskey. So we're having a Canadian whiskey. Uh, we've got a whiskey from Ireland. Um, and we've got uh, another whiskey, which I can't, I can't see because I've only got one contact lens in. But... And honestly, it's brilliant. We're really enjoying that, and we're really enjoying yeah. the shows, and we're going to be oh, all over. We're really going to be all over. And Tom's going to cheer up because his life is in tatters. We've got a six-hour drive to Alnwick. Alnwick. Please come to that one, people. Please. Uh, and then we've got another drive the other way down to Brighton. So, Oh, yeah, but we also come to everyone. Uh, no dickheads, though. Um, come to um, Austria. Austrian oh, Alps. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the Alps. Yeah. I didn't realise that people can actually buy like ski holiday packages there. It's a massive festival, mate. It's really yeah, I know. Good. But I just thought oh, I'll be some people just skiing by and coming. Mm. No, but you can get involved. Anyway, check Altitude out the Altitude Festival, festival. Yeah. yeah. Altitude, which is the nice. same name as a brewery that's out my mate Eddie runs, runs in New Zealand. It's a very good can't beer, so. anyway. I've got a nice hat. Right, yeah. bye. Love you boys. See you next girls. week. Okay, and oh, all the, and anyone, everybody, and everyone. Okay, oh, yeah. well done, Tom. Okay. And if you are going to have sexy time on Valentine, be careful. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.